today on CityCast Madison. They say all politics is local, and it doesn't get more local than your city council races. And this year, it's feisty. Longtime council members are being challenged by upstarts, retired politicos are coming back for more, and it seems like there's a record number of young people on the ballot. The primary election is just a few weeks away, so get ready for the door knocking. But who's running? I sat down with our own Dynamite producer, Dylan Brogan, to get the skinny on key races. It's Tuesday, January 24th. I'm Bianca Martin, and this is CityCast Madison. Dylan, hello. Hi, Bianca. Let's talk about some council races. Let's talk some council races. You know, I heard it through the grapevine uh, from a few people, including an alder or two, that the spring election is kind of saucy. What's the dish? It is a little saucy. I love local alder races, by the way. They happen every two years uh, in all 20 seats on the Mass and Common Council. They're up for re-election. So they're two-year terms. You have a lot of races. And this year in particular, we, we have uh, a lot of interesting developments in, in terms of just what the new council will look like. It's definitely going to be a very new council Ooh. coming up in April. This is so exciting. So lots of interest, lots of people throwing their name into the hat. So let's get into it. Can I tell you about um, Alder Mike Verveer's downtown district, what I find interesting about this race? Yes, please. Okay, so Alder Mike Verveer, he's the veteran Alder. He's been there since 1995, I think it is. But he hasn't had an opponent since 1999, and he hasn't had a primary race since 1997. That's more than 20 years, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, Alder Mike Verveer is not only has a, a challenger this year, but he has a primary, which means when you have more than two candidates, there's a primary in February, and the top two move on to the general. So he has two elections this year for the first time in two decades, which is interesting. And wow. uh, he, when I talked to him, you know, he's being diplomatic about it. He understands the democratic process. He's probably due for a, a spirited challenge. It's more fun for us than I'm sure political candidates to have uh, competitive <laughs> to races, talk. right? Yeah. So, but he was definitely due. And so we have UW Madison students Samantha Givich and Maxwell Lobenstein. And they were not born yet when Mike Verveer had an opponent. So that should make for an interesting race. Yeah, young people getting in the ring. He's going to be a tough guy to beat. But, you know, it's good that you get an opponent every now and then, you know, once a decade or two. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And honestly, I loved talking with Sabrina Madison recently, right? A couple of weeks ago, she told us what it's like to be an alder and talked about running for alder specifically for young folks. And can you just do a quick reminder for us? Like, what are the basics of what alders do? Well, it's the most local of local offices, right? This is a part-time job. It, it doesn't pay all that much. Uh, you have to go to council meetings and committee meetings. And you also are kind of the main conduit uh, to city government for your neighbors, your constituents. So, so if you have a pothole that needs fixed or you think there should be a stop sign, usually in all there's like the first person you contact. We do have a strong mayor in just how the city government structure is set up, but all there's kind of are like the end of the line. 
they have to approve um, nearly everything at the end of the day. So these council meetings end up being uh, kind of where all the hot debate happens and where we hear from the public and where we hear from stakeholders. So um, being an alder is, uh, I think, a very tough job, but it's also great because there it really is like the local connection to government in a way that your U.S. senator just can't possibly do. Totally. Usually running for alder is kind of sometimes people's first step into politics. Tammy Baldwin, right? First openly gay U.S. senator in the country. She's a, she was a big deal uh, last month with that marriage equality bill, right? Um, so she started off as an alder and moved her way up. She, she Then she was in Congress for a while and then she won a U.S. Senate seat. There's a potential for a fair amount of turnover this year on the Madison Common Council. And there are a lot of former elected officials running, as you mentioned, Who falls into that category? Who are former elected officials? What I haven't seen, and I've covered council races in the past, is so many people who used to be alders who are jumping back in and want to be alders again. So that's happening in kind of the core Isthmus district, the Tenney Lapham and Marquette and Shinks Corner district. It's district six. So the current alder is um, Brian Benford, who's not running for re-election. So we have former alder, Marsha Rummel, though. She represented the area for 14 years, and then she did not run in 2021, mm. just two years ago. But she's running this year again. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, 14 years, that's a long time. So she must have missed it a little bit because she, she, wants an, she wants another two years on the council. And she'll be back on the ballot in District 6 against uh, Davey Mayer. And uh, I'm not sure anybody but me and a few others know this, but he ran for mayor in uh, 2011. And and that race was um, interesting because it featured the incumbent mayor, former uh, Dave Cheslevich, Mayor Dave. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. Paul Soglin, who, you know, started off being mayor in the 70s and then was the mayor in the 90s and, and then served for two terms in the 2000s. So that's a race to watch. And then this one's, I think, interesting, too. We had former Alder Paul Skidmore uh, in 2000. This was just two years ago. He, mm-hmm. w- he, he won re-election 10 times. So he was a veteran Alder, definitely a champion of the Mass and Police Department, and was very vocal about that. And that's not the case for every Alder. More on the conservative side, especially in terms of just Madison politics. And he was unseated by Alder, current Alder now, Nikki Conklin. So they'll be facing off again. And then they had a primary two years ago with Nino Amato. He was on the council in the 70s, ran for mayor in the 70s. And he also ran against Conklin and Skidmore two years ago. So all three of them are facing off again for the second time. The only, and the other one where we have a former elected official is um, Isidore Knox Jr., and he was an alder. I think he only did one term, but and it was about 10 years ago. He's competing in a primary with uh, four other opponents, so people might recognize him because of his work in the, the Southside neighborhood uh, in particular, but he, he's been around and is a familiar face because he's been a community leader for a while. Do these races, like, what do they look like? Are we going to be meeting or all, will they start knocking on our doors or like, what what do they look like? Do they have debates or, you know, knocking tell us a little on bit about that. doors, Bianca. <laughs> like, and yes. we don't make it easy on them because especially if they have a primary, you're knocking on doors in January and February. Yeah. And and um, I think Commitment. more. We don't. There's no TV ads like in all the races. If there's a billboard for alders, that's sort of a big deal. That's not typically something that happens. Maybe you send out one or two pieces of literature, 
It really is a person-to-person, meeting folks, going to community meetings, and hopefully you have been established a little bit so you know people. Um, But knocking on doors is huge, and I've seen a lot of races where the person who knocks on the most doors is the person who wins. Mm. It's as local as it can get, and it's very much about persuading your neighbors that you'd be the best person to represent them. And so, you know, I would say you don't get a lot of, like, nastiness between the candidates necessarily. Um, that's, that's not 100% the case, but you know, sure. it's. I would say a lot of it is about the connections you made and the impression you made on your neighbors more than uh, mudslinging your opponent or whatever. Got it. And so elders are, are folks that you go to for any issue that's coming up in your neighborhood that you want to address, like you said, like a uh, Yeah. Like well, and roads. they come to you too. And they're the ones who send out and make sure that, you know, neighborhood associations and, and people are involved, stakeholders are involved when there is a, something coming up in the district, like a big development or maybe, uh, I'll tell you, sidewalks, always a huge debate. You want to know how to lose mm. an aldermanic race? Be pro-sidewalk in a neighborhood <laughs> That doesn't have sidewalks currently because people... Well, good I, thing I'm anti-sidewalk. Yeah, sidewalks, trees, That those are sometimes the why people win and lose all their races because of those Well, I races. have heard some stories about trees and the, their locations and the impacts. So that, that does track with me. That makes sense. People and we care about we cover- canopies, urban canopies. Well, that makes sense, especially with climate change and yes. um, in terms of keeping cool and all of the things. When I'm thinking about elections, I mean, I feel like I can't go, an election doesn't go by without hearing about redistricting, especially in the state. But I also understand redistricting happens for alder seats. So how did that redistricting impact this coming election? Okay, so that is a little bit unique because once every 10 years, right, they have to redraw the lines because of the census. So on the state level, it's very controversial because of gerrymandering. On the local level, it's not controversial because of that. Just how it worked out this time around on the local level, we have a bunch of alders that were moved out of their district Alder Juliana Bennett, she uh, was the alder or is the alder for the campus district, but she got moved out into nearby District 2. So she's not going to be running for re-election in District 8, her old district, but in District 2, her new district, which is pretty close. But you don't see alders hop in districts very often either. Was she on the Cap Times cover? Yeah, she she was one of the Cap Times uh, people to watch in 2023. So we don't know anything about that, though, do we? Yeah, yeah. She, I believe, was the youngest member of the the city council. And she probably won't be if she's reelected in in April, because we also have um, UW students running in District 8, which is the campus district. Yeah. Well, this has been so informative and we got to, to so much and there's even more, right? You know, you've covered races in the past. You have this great article you just put out. What will you be paying the most attention to as we, you know, inch closer to the election? Well, I'm very interested in this all this repeat race with um, Alder, the incumbent Nikki Conklin and former Alder Paul Skidmore. Paul Skidmore was uh, represented the area for 20 years. That's a long time. Uh, he was involved in kind of a controversy the last time around involving uh, the use of a bad word uh, during a Zoom meeting. And it was unclear whether he had uttered it or not in. Any more details of what that, that don't you don't say it if it does it racial word that starts with an N? It rhymes with blunt. OK, yeah, the, the C word. The investigation was inconclusive. And I also just heard from from people that. Paul Skidmore is not one to to swear a lot. Will that be an issue this time? I don't I'm not uh, who knows it's been 2 years. 
We also have Nino Amano in that race. He's pretty well known too, and he's been pretty against some initiatives by the mayor and has been very vocal about it the last two years. So I think that one, if there was going to be some friction or tension, I'm interested to see how that race um, shakes up. Dylan, you have offered us a lot uh, to think about, about what we should be paying attention to and some of the unique aspects of this spring Madison Common Council race. So thank you for joining me uh, and us since you're part of the team uh, on CityCast for today. Hey, uh, really fun to to be your guest in uh, Bianca. (laughs) Thank you. That was CityCast Madison producer Dylan Brogan. He's also a contributor to Isthmus, where he's got a recap of how the city council races are shaking out. We'll throw a link in our show notes. Also, if you need to register to vote or change your address, you can do that online at myvote.wi.gov. You've got one more week to register online if you need to. After February 1st, if you need to register or make changes, you can do it at your polling place on Election Day. And here's what else Madison's talking about. The Dane County Board has rejected the plan to spend any more money on the Dane County Jail for now. They're waiting on updated cost estimates. If you want to hear Dane County Sheriff Calvin Barrett's take on the jail, we caught up with him last week. Give that episode a listen. And remember those old canoes they found in Lake Mendota that were thousands of years old? Well, tonight, Tuesday the 24th, there's a free virtual event all about their discovery. It features an archaeologist from the Wisconsin State Historical Society. We'll put a link in our show notes if you're interested to learn more. Plus, we gotta talk about the city snowplows. The city of Madison is letting you vote on their names, and they're pretty good. Here's a few from our favorite type of truck here at CityCast Madison, the double wing plow truck. Should we call the new plow Dolly Plowton, Blizzo, Snowsferatu? Bring the truckus or allow me to introduce myself. All great names. We'll throw a link to the vote in our show notes. I can't wait to see what you do. And before we go, for all those lovers out there, and that includes you self-lovers, we're dedicating a week-long series to love in all its many forms over the coming week of Valentine's Day. And we need your help. What is the worst or best date you've ever been on. Leave us a voicemail and we might play it on the show. Our number is 608-318-3367. Again, that's 608-318-3367. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell your alder about us? We'll be back Thursday morning with more stories from around the city. Talk soon. Drifity doo da, drifity doo da. <laughs>